Hey, welcome. We're live. Mike Crawford here. Young Jerks. We're running a little late, but we're here on a Sunday, adjusting to our new hours. Got a big show today. A lot to get to. I uh, want to make some programming notes. We just dropped an interview with the mayor of Cambridge, Mark McGovern. A lot of subjects we covered, including cannabis, uh, including some of the things we're going to talk to our next guest about. Uh, the police riot, which is... Uh, been a lot of our attention on social media over the last days. Uh, we're going to get into that today as well, but I definitely want you to check out on our iTunes our interview again with Mayor Mark McGovern. We just dropped that, and we're going to be doing a lot more of those. Uh, we're definitely going to be looking into a judge, a Judge Senate from Boston uh, Municipal Court. Uh, and the reasons why, I think we'll discuss much more in this show, but I'm working on some st uh, story right now, uh, and I want to make sure that people are aware of this especially if it, they were in this type of situation because uh, i want people to share it with us because i think it the more evidence of uh, what we're talking about the better and if uh, you want to share your story with us we definitely want to hear it uh, what we're looking at is how people of color have been treated in black people the black community and boston municipal corps and by the boston police for decades every day for decades and we're hearing cases and we're looking at a case right now uh, the person uh, was not convicted, charges were dismissed, but it ruined their life. And it was the first arrest that they had ever had in their life, and it's not right. And uh, there's no real option for people to make it right when it's not right. And uh, we're going to get much more into that. But if you want to share any stories, you can do it on this show, obviously. You know, we take phone calls, 617-702-2542, or you can reach out to me directly because we're going to be writing more stories on this. And I want to shout out... Uh, Court Watch MA at right. Court Watch MA, they're amazing. Uh, they're giving me a lot of information. It's just what they do for the community. They're going to be bringing it to Essex County. I can't wait. That's where I'm at. At um, they do great work. So I definitely follow them on Twitter. Uh, but so much to cover this week. We're going to get to our guests right now. We have some big guests. They're patiently waiting by. Uh, first of all, I want to welcome back. Been a long time coming, getting her back. She was our former co-host here for a long time. She's a definitely an audience favorite. A lot of uh, people have always requested to have her back, and today we have her back. Hey, it's me, Lauren Pepsi. Yes, mm -hmm. Lauren Pespiza. <laughs> Half of the kids' Pepsi, table. Yeah, and she's back. And, Feels uh, good. You were also at our, our anniversary party, which was yeah. awesome. You worked it, and you helped us on that. Uh, you've been a you know longtime supporter even since you've left uh, co-hosting, but um, you're back today because. You covered what we're calling the Boston Police Riot. You were right there yeah. among it. Yeah, that's right. And your friends are here as well. And uh, you brought them along. So I want to uh, thank you for coming and, and bringing this kind of to the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. This was, uh, you know, a crazy thing that happened last weekend. And we definitely need to get their stories like, told because this was absolutely a Boston Police Riot. So, And thanks for having me. It's good to see you. Awesome. It's good to be back. And I you're like, like, we're calling this like we're back co-hosting yeah. for one day today. Yeah, special special feature. So if, you, if you've been missing Lauren as the co-host, today's your day. You can call in and say hi to Lauren. Do <laughs> um, you want to introduce the next guest that we have here? All right. So first on the far left, we have Greg Hausch, a longtime activist friend of mine. We go to all the protests together, and we kind of were witnesses firsthand to um, the Boston police riot on Saturday and dealing with the aftermath together. Uh, do you have anything else I missed? 
I mean, I'd like to, you know, make sure that we put his name in there. So I, I've been calling it the Danalecki riot. There you yes. go. Exactly. John, uh, they, they've got to have a name for history. When you look it up on Wikipedia, it can't say Boston Police Riot. That's like 50, right? Yeah. right it needs right. to be the Danalecki riot. <laughs> the Very Captain good. John Danalecki is his name. Yes. So people know. Uh, he, he was Captain like a one-man one wrecking crew that yeah. basically started this whole riot. Uh, been compiled. He's a lot the of pepper video. spray cop of Boston. Well, he tried <laughs> to start it like four times throughout the day. It, it took him a few t a few attempts to actually get it going. Yeah. But and anyway, he, he's the bike cop that's become infamous, but not through the media, not through the courts, not through the politicians who have all ignored what he did. But he's famous now through Twitter, through social we all know media. His name. Yeah. yeah. It, it just like shows us the power that we have versus the institution of institutions of power in this city and town when we focus on something. Um, so, I, before we get to the next guest, I want to make sure that I mention, Greg, uh, you're also well known for the Anonymous movement because you were the first person associated with Anonymous. I, you know, we don't even know what Anonymous is. We're not going to get into that. I'm not <laughs> claiming yeah, you're a, a spokesperson. <laughs> you just had your name attached to it because in the past there was some uh, Scientology action with Anonymous in Boston against Scientology. Worldwide. I mean, yeah. We were in 144 uh, cities in 43 countries in one day, so it wasn't just Boston. Right. And, and you specifically, the way your name you know, kind of came out there is your name was attached to a permit for a protest in Boston against a... Yes. We, we had a, a fear that the Scientologists would come after anyone who organized these things, and the police were very clear that they were going to uh, pull us off the streets if we didn't permit. Being that I had sort of I guess for lack of a better way of putting this, actually been the guy who organized it. Um, I didn't want to have uh, anyone else thrown under the bus, so I put my name on it. And uh, the Scientologists didn't pick up on that at all. Uh, they actually hired private investigators to uh, hunt me down anyways, even though my name was on like a public piece of paper. I, it blew my mind that it took them a, a few months to actually find me after that because they could have just gone to the park's office. <laughs> they spent uh, in court, we found out, uh, millions of dollars uh, hunting me down, getting pictures of me in public, like... It was hilarious. Again, showing the power that you have, like a small group of people, citizens against people that are willing to spend millions of dollars. Nothing bad happened to you either did in the end, well, right? I mean, it was seven months of court every single week uh, fighting that off was their, bad. their false charges. But uh, in the end, uh, I got nothing, and uh, they got told to stay away from me. There so. you go. So you kind of won that one, except for the seven months of court. Well, what was uh, funny about it was the stay away order from me was stay away from their building in Boston at this one single address for this short amount of time. Their order was stay away from Greg Hausch uh, nationally, period, Forever. for that same amount of time. Oh, okay. But because mine was to an address and not to them in general, I went to the uh, one in New York, the one in Connecticut, I went to the one in L.A., and I went to all those protests instead because I wasn't banned from going to any of those, just the one address here. They had the trouble of if they had come up and interacted with me at those events, they were in trouble. So I thought it was uh, hilarious. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, you want to introduce the next guest as well, Lauren? Oh, yeah. Here we have um, the man himself, Rod Weber, who is now the, uh, as you, you know. He's in the news. He's in the news <laughs> all over the place. Who uh, has had the cops, you know arrest him for what I think to be no reason, um, been harassed in court, been basically dragged along by the system for the past week for just trying to, like, you know, protest a crappy event in a funny way. Yeah, um, and let's say that Rod is a documentary filmmaker. Right. Uh, a lot of people have watched his movies. I watch his movies. He's, he's got clips and 
information that no one else has. There's only like him and anti-fascist Gordon, like yeah. I'm looking at, that like gather all this information about these fascist scumbags. I mean, that shout, are locally, out to, yeah. shout out to uh, Panic at the Discord as well. They're, okay. they're kicking some butt too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying they're the only ones, but <laughs> the ones I see, like I'm sure there's a million others right. that are doing right, right. great work, and I'm glad you're shouting some of them out. And I'm sure there's others we're missing, so don't get upset. But I'm just saying, like, uh, and they've been there, censoring him. Too. There aren't a lot of people doing this type of work, and uh, especially documentaries, the way he does them, uh, and interacting uh, with both sides, which is really good, and being a pacifist and saying, like, you know, no violence at these events. He's friends with Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme was there as well. Um, you guys got harassed. Uh, Vermin got spit on by one of the uh, right-wing idiots. Um, you guys didn't assault anyone. There was a video going the whole time when you were recording Rod Weber that I saw, and I also saw from other angles. Uh, one of your friends, Ford, right, was recording as well from another angle. Other people. Friend of me. Friend of me. Yeah, that, that's a better term. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? I I, I didn't really know much yeah, about it. I wonder. Know, was for, he, Ford's all right. We just we, we don't get we, along with them, but he's got those problems. We, that's what I was wondering. We about don't him. we don't agree I don't know with uh, yeah. all of Ford's positions. I'm glad you guys are specified, so I don't get yes, myself yes. in trouble. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, you got it from multiple angles, and, and other people filmed it as well. And I saw you do nothing. You, you were filming, and they attacked you. The cops attacked you. You're a peaceful person. I don't believe you assaulted anyone. I don't believe you arrested or, uh, resisted arrest. You were hurting. They basically hurt you, and you started crying. You were crying in <laughs> agony. I saw it on the video. And they've arrested you and charged you with two fraudulent charges. Uh, when they should actually be up in charges, when Danilicki, from all the video I see, Actually, should be up right. in charges. Three charges? What are the three charges? Well, because I was arrested a second time. So the, the first arrest is disorderly person and resisting arrest. Which is BS, because we saw it on video. You weren't resisting. You weren't disorderly. You were uh, filming. You're a, a right. journalist filming. You're also uh, protesting a bit and making a mockery of the other side, which is fine. I don't understand why that is supposed to be illegal on this day where it was obviously not for everyone else. Yeah, so for the most part, I was, uh, when I uh, met Greg and Lauren at the beginning of the rally, or actually before the rally, I think I got there, what, 11.45, yeah. something yep. like that. Uh, we, we were talking with you know, some of the people that were coming up to the gate, uh, making, <laughs> making fun of um, John Hugo every time they got on the bullhorn to say, hey, uh, if you're coming to the straight pride rally, I would chime in on my bullhorn. Uh, we'll check yourself into the mental hospital. <laughs> and just, you know, right. kind of that kind of thing. I mean, it wasn't high level protesting, but I, I wanted to make it clear that I do not stand with them. Uh, for the most part, my purpose was there to be as a documentarian. Um, we've played it nice in the sandbox with these guys for two and a half going on three years now. And uh, in, in, in the early phases, even uh, me and Craig would sit down with them and try to work it out, figure out what's going on in their heads. Are you just libertarian Second Amendment guys or are you here to um, do, do some crazy goose stepping down the road? <laughs> I mean, like, where are you going with this, guys? I mean, because sometimes that's it's it's difficult when these people are new to you, as they were uh, back in 2017. When they did that first rally uh, that was uh, on the the bandstand there, uh, Augustus the Invictus. The free speech rally? Uh, yeah, they called it Boston Free Speech. And mm. it had, th this is the thing, they kind of rebrand themselves, it seems, about once a year at this stage after uh, the shit hits the fan, then uh, they they switch it up. But at that, that first one, it was Bass Stick Man and... Yeah. yeah. 
uh, Kyle Chapman, in case anyone's not familiar, he's the guy who got famous for hitting people with a stick out in Berkeley. He's um, been arrested many times for Arrested assault. many times. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a thrice convicted conf- a felon, which, you know. And also, you know, I, 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 I don't, yeah, I don't want to. Also wanna, larceny. Sure. Well, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to say that the state is absolute in calling someone a felon. Sure. Because um, there's some of us here who have <laughs> been in jail. Uh, but the things that he's been in jail for is like armed robbery and violent stuff. too. And yeah, like uh, at a Macy's, I think he's like robbed a jewelry stand. I mean, so it's it's, wow. it's 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 not activism that he's been thrice convicted for running guns, uh, this this kind of thing. So this this is the kind of guy we're dealing with. But he had a bit of a buzz, and they they want to get some some name on there. So they had him and Augustus Invictus, who calls for armed revolution against the United States, and he says he says it in his foghorn leghorn voice. Ah, uh, I say that they're all communists in our government, and we need to get rid of all those, the chicken littles, the chicken bigs. I am Foghorn Leghorn, and Bernie Sanders is a communist, and he needs, you know, that's, this is how this, it's like a thing that he does, which doesn't make any sense, but I guess that's how he just talks all the time, and he, he makes the point, uh, like, not, not, this is not going to be a Bernie Sanders kind of revolution, this is, this will be an armed, violent revolution, like, and it's, so it's hard to know whether to take the guy seriously when they first came out. They're out there with the Kekistani flags and with chanting praise Kek, praise Kek. And so there's this, this whole kind of uh, a, a twisted 1984 thing with double speak and uh, w- uh, double think where, where you don't know what's good and what's bad is good and everything's uh, turned upside down. And so that first one was just kind of like, what, what is this? <laughs> What the, what the hell is going on? Then by the, by the time of their second big one, that was the week after Charlottesville, when it made everything way more clear what Obvious was going on with these on. people. They'd invited, uh, again, Augustus, but this time they added, which uh, I guess for some reason he didn't make it, but he was still invited. He's a Holocaust denier, by the way. Then on top of that, they had Gavin McGinnis, uh, who's a raging anti-Semite, who they say, okay, again, it's just, it's just funny talk. But you can see him. He has on uh, card-carrying white supremacist Jared Taylor on his show, and he's making these... Even Joe Rogan thinks he's a fool. I mean, you, uh, everyone's seen... At this seen stage, yeah. How many right. uh, people have seen the Joe... I, and I don't like Joe Rogan. Let me say that, but I really don't like Joe Rogan. He has his place. He gets <laughs> people talking. Joe Rogan has said, like, even you know when Gavin was on that show, where the people will talk about, he said... You really should rethink that. Right. Because like, <laughs> one of the things, they have a little gang, and to get, what, third degree, you have to beat somebody up or get majorly arrested? Yeah, I think that's the fourth. They do the breakfast yeah. cereal I thing. I mean, they, they basically have, it's a gang. They can make yeah. a joke about it, but it's a friggin' gang. Well, and they're actually uh, labeled a hate group by Southern Law Poverty Center, yeah, SPLC. Yeah, sure. And, uh, I mean, to, to be fair, uh, you know, New York courts uh, ruled against them. And, I, I, again, I don't want to say that as a a statist uh, statement that, you know, the courts are absolute there, but we didn't need the courts to tell us that they're a fucking gang. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, when they McGin- tell us they're a gang. Yeah. When like McGin- I, I, I believe them on that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, like, that's one thing I like. I believe you. You're a gang. OK. Yeah. He said that there. When gang. McInnes went on Rogan, uh, he basically said it. First degree, uh, you just say you're a proud boy. Second degree, you got to be punched for five minutes while you say five breakfast cereals. Uh, third uh, what is it? You get in a fight, and I think fourth was you go to jail. Um, I, I, I could be wrong there, but then that's when Joe says uh, you got to rethink that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then uh, McGinnis afterwards, he just recently did that breakup video. Oh, Joe Rogan broke up with. So he makes every uh, everything as a joke, and uh, but it's serious, and he loves to talk about pedophilia. And there's the whole thing about his bumhole on the mic. I mean, it's just some horrible. I mean. 
the, the things he does is it's just it, you know what's so funny it boggles the they're, mind. they're all free speech until someone puts up a sign against them well, exactly. or if someone because like in his neighborhood people started putting up signs against him and he got really upset yeah he got oh. really oh you don't like me you don't like me yeah. what do you mean you don't like they're, me they're the biggest snowflakes just, of all my I've wife, so much crap about these she says my wife is green party she's <laughs> she's a lefty liberal right uh, you know right. i'm not a bad man yeah i'm not a bad man <laughs> oh just all these people do violent things in my name and <laughs> i think it's funny right so um Let's talk. Go back to that day because yeah. you, all three of you, were there. I, wa- I was watching Greg's video all day. Yeah. Greg had the live stream going. Yep. Um, for a he good had a portion signal. Of a lot of people. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's a key. Mine kept well, going I, in and out. Right. For, for everyone, everyone else out there, the, the trick to actually having a signal in Boston at one of these events when nobody else does is to start your live stream about 20 minutes before anything. And yeah. you get connected, and then when everyone else is there at the protest, and they all start trying to connect at the same time, they don't. Oh, uh, and you keep your connection. Yeah, you, you don't ever turn it off. Yeah, yeah you, as long turn, as, you as didn't long turn as it you off. You don't pause. Yeah. But that's also why you I didn't end up turn running it off. out of battery that's early because I, I, my, my streams are like two and a half hours. You're, you uh, didn't turn it off until the battery died. I, yeah, I knew it, that until a second battery died. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's starting your stream before everyone else gets there. That's great. Uh, so let's talk about that day. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. If anyone wants to call in, we have open lines. Uh, especially if you were there, if you were there or you were victimized by the police, assaulted, arrested, you want to call in, or even if you're just want to say something about this, because this happened last Saturday in Boston. Um, the police were the ones who were offensive. There were some little skirmishes, I think, here and there. Mm. But for the most part, it seemed like almost all the video you see, the police were the ones who were instigating, and especially at a certain points in the day. And especially this uh, Captain John Denelicki. Uh no. A little after 4.20, I think it was about 4.30, was it about? Yeah. It's it always was about 4.20. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was right about there, yeah. 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 They went nuts. Yep. Yeah. Where were you? Tell us. I mean, uh, tell well, us your view. he was nearer to it. But I'll tell you with Danilecki, the thing that, and, and that whole little group he was kind of with that, that, you know, if you watch, there's a, there's a medium uh, post up about him. Yeah. And it goes into detail about each of the events and the fact that he was basically there at every major Instigating problem. Instigating every part of it. Yeah. And the very first one of the day, the thing that really kicked it off was literally uh, this, this, this smaller uh, woman who... Um, it could be intimidated by, you know, anyone even like, you know, five foot five would have intimidated her with some size uh, is standing there with a big bag and a megaphone. And the cops just reached through the crowd of, uh, of you know, us lefties there and grab for her bag and pull her into them, then start going through her bag without actually saying why they're going through her bag, then scream at her that she can't have the megaphone, take the megaphone from her and telling her that she has to have a permit for the megaphone while... 20 other people have megaphones and uh and then keep the megaphone and then push her back towards the crowd at the same time like five feet away they grab the uh the mask off of another person uh without saying exactly why they're grabbing the mask and we're allowed to wear them he reaches to grab it back and when his hand goes towards the cop another cop tackles him to the ground and it's just like both of those instances were were started by the cops there and throughout the rest of the day the cops continued to instigate. And what do you want to say about what, what happened? At, so Rod was actually right at the front, as his live stream says. You know, I was about half a block away. I was there when Berman went running away from we Rod. He, he showed up at me. So Rod can speak to being right up front. Yeah. So uh, after there was the, these initial skirmishes, uh, which was uh, much closer to the event, I, it, it looked to me uh, 
there was a there was an action going on where some of the activists were uh, laying in the street. Uh, they bring the police motorcycles over to turn on the sirens, and that's kind of when things started going uh, haywire initially, uh, where the, uh, Dan Alecki and all the others are you know pepper spraying indiscriminately into the crowd. Um, I, I, I saw a, a number of folks I know with it just uh, straight to the eyes, mm -hmm. based the whole thing. Um, a unicorn riot uh, got it pretty good. And they're national. Them, yeah. they're, they're well known. Unicorn riot. Yeah, they uh, got yeah. it in the face, and they're they're basically media. Yeah, exactly. They uh, are media, and your media covering yeah, it. Yeah, I got. I didn't get any directly in the face, but I certainly got some spray, which at at the time wasn't that big a deal. But when you're in the uh, back of the police truck oh man that really it just drips in your eyes and you can't move you can't get it out um but uh so uh me and Furman and and the others were kind of making our way up and uh, when something heavy like that goes down uh, typically uh the, the way to kind of uh, bring people's emotions away from the nastiness that has transpired with the police there is with a little humor and uh, Vermin was uh, calling out, um, I, th I think, some local rules or regulations, that kind of thing, as well as throwing in a little comedy, uh, saying, oh, here we are on the Freedom Trail. Ah, mm. Can you smell the pepper spray? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And, uh, light, yeah, you got to lighten the mood. Otherwise, you know, people get amped up. They get amped up. So I think, you know, right as we're uh, rounding the corner there, I I'd been going, uh, when the bike cops uh, use their bike and they go, move back. I, w I started doing the cow goes moo, and you can see all <laughs> all the right wingers take this clip of me saying the cow goes moo. Well, it is hilarious. Well, I do what I can, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, they use it to make it sound like I'm agitated. I was just trying to light, lighten the mood. I, I mean, there's you know well, that's there's the thing. You guys do this a lot, and I think a lot of the police officers should recognize that you yeah. guys do lighten the mood and chill both sides down. I, I would hope so. Uh, so we round the corner, and one of the typical things that's uh, kind of been a, it's a staple uh, of, of these riots, if, when they become riots, is right before sh stuff goes down, you hear someone go, oh, someone threw a bottle of piss. Someone, it's yep. like, uh, when I got raided by the FBI at the RNC with my friends there, that was the thing. The, the, the FBI is tearing us out of bed with guns in uh, my friends' faces saying, well, someone threw some pee. And I was like, so really? You came here because someone threw some pee. Uh, this it's a staple of uh, this kind of policing uh, your kind of agent provocateur BS but so I, 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 your ass I heard someone uh, make I heard, police making things up yeah so I heard that allegation that allegation. that P had been thrown and then so far like again we're talking about everyone on social media everyone on Twitter right. everyone's that reviewed all these videos no we can't find it no right we can't it's find no, it's not but, there but, it doesn't you know, exist but the mainstream media the Boston Herald will print that for days right mm -hmm. they won't verify it Boston Herald you're bankrupt you don't even check all you do right. is print what the police and, say and, and, the, and, and then their lies we'll take a call Who, who's on the phone here and they misquoted me hey how you doing I'm just calling to uh, make a statement that I think this is the way the police is going to be uh, at all the events going forward, probably nationally, they're on the, the offensive, and uh, they want to send a message to all those liberal, lefty uh, kids that may, may or may not show up to not come, and uh, it'll affect the numbers at these protests. That's the main thing I have yeah. to say in Fuck 12. Yeah. And Thank F. You. Walsh? Is that what you said? It? You don't like Mayor Walsh? No, fuck, well, fuck him, but Fuck 12. Damn straight. The, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks you. Thanks the panel. Thanks. Yep. Keep listening. We'll t we'll keep taking calls. Uh, 
We're going to ask, please don't swear, though, because it doesn't help us on uh, iTunes. Sometimes oh, people can my make false complaints. Not just you. I'm, I'm, the the <laughs> caller was swearing. You know. I don't really care. Uh, I would swear all day. But uh, I, the last thing we need, Rod, right, is to give these right-wing idiots another reason to complain. You're, you're and giving into the censorship? Us. Yeah, he's been censored no, enough. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. It's, just, it's, it's better for us. It's better. Please. Indeed, indeed. Because good to know. Our conversation is good enough. We don't need it. You know? Damn straight. Sure. You know, one of the things that I, I really want to point out that uh, was absolutely unnecessary on the part of the cops is um, right as the right wingers were getting into their little pen there where the stage was and everything and the left was lining up outside of the barricades, the, um, the police came over and tried to split the left up to the ones who were closest to the barricades and then behind on the opposite side of the street by bringing a, uh, a, a two-pronged line of motorcycles through the center. And they brought, it looked like, you know, 50 or so motorcycle uh, cops. And they brought them right in between and then got them in the dead middle of the left and then blared their sirens all at the same time as loud as they possibly could yeah. right at the beginning. And I'm not sure what their intention was, but the just the human reaction was an adrenaline rush and a heightening like the the uh it's not the way to the, treat a crowd yeah you're, you're not going to you know uh slow people down with that you're going to make them uh, much up. more agitated you're going to amp them up by doing that and so it seemed like if there's any level of intelligence on their size even even like the, the smallest amount on their side um then they did that on purpose yeah. Because all that's going to accomplish is amping up the left and getting them to maybe do something that the cops can use to start violence. There, 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 was, n there was no need for that. And the group itself that actually did it, the police, you looked at their motorcycles, they were all from different cities. Yeah. yeah. Salem. And, and so uh, I heard one of the cops uh, going by on the bike say, and I didn't hear what it was, whether it was any RC or any MC, but if someone wants to look that up, that's what they said their group was called. It was an inter... It's NEMLAC. It's a NEMLAC. Yeah, I'm pretty it sure it's NEMLAC. I think Dick Boston reported that or somebody else. It's NEMLAC, yeah. uh, which yeah. is a private corporation, actually, of local towns. Uh, we'll and take they the organize phone. it. Who's on the phone here? Hey, Mike. It's Grant. How are you doing? What's up, Grant? Hey, so I actually have a question for Rod. I've been watching the show tonight. Awesome. Thank you for covering this important issue, Mike. Um, so, Rod, I, I know you didn't quite get to the end of your story, but is it my understanding that so you, you got arrested on these fraudulent charges, they brought it to court, and the prosecutor, who is Rachel Rollins, who's been on the show before, asked the judge to null pros, and he refused to do that? Uh, correct. Which isn't his right. Okay, so... Yes, I wanted to let you know that there's actually an unpublished opinion from a case involving Senator Jim Marzilli, where the Supreme Judicial Court actually already ruled that a uh, prosecutor doesn't need a judge's permission even before arraignment to null pros. Uh, believe me, I've been uh, speaking a lot with uh, my new lawyer, uh, uh, Chris Basso, who's doing a great job, and we've discussed a lot Sounds of these awesome. things. And aside from that, uh, what the, uh, the, the, ar the arrest of me at the courtroom that day uh, was also wildly unconstitutional. So we got him on First Amendment rights, and then uh, there's the 5th and the 14th, uh, which guarantees the right to liberty uh, on the 5th, and in the 14th, uh, the right to travel. So now that's problematic, because if I need to get to the courthouse, you can't say that I can't go to the courthouse. So that was the thing, is that they effectively banned me from <laughs> the courthouse 
saying I had defaulted because they made me stand out in the hallway. Now, the reason they made me stand out in the hallway is because I had expressed my First Amendment rights to wear a religious covering. Uh, there's a number of cases uh, which say that the, the U.S. government is incapable of determining what's in the minds of men, especially when it comes to religious freedom. Uh, and so you, don't, you don't have to say why you have the hat, where the hat is, or what kind of hat it is. There's the Pastafarian movement where they wear spaghetti strainers, and I was just wearing the same hat I have here. I have a photo on my driver's license with said hat. I'm a, a licensed minister. Uh, there, there's no reason that they should have done this. Um, so uh, then w after that, then we also have um, the Eighth Amendment, which is uh, that you can't put undue uh, bail on, on people. It's got to be a reasonable amount of bail. So he hit me with the top amount, which was $750. So uh, the, the whole thing is a kangaroo court. Uh, they're uh, arresting lawyers in the courtroom. <laughs> I mean, what, what is this? It's like bingo of rights violations. And it's so it's funny like the that we, then we find out that the judge had, uh, sh this judge. You had shot someone. Had shot someone <laughs> yeah. a few decades ago when he was younger. And Rich the, parents got him off. Yeah, the reason why he shot somebody is because they were like Coast Guard guys, and I think they kicked a Navy uh, airplane. They were kicking the yeah. tires. Like, they weren't doing anything. I mean, they were probably drunk. Like, you know, it's like that rivalry thing, but they weren't even vandalizing. You think about it. They were kicking tires. What you and do when you buy a car. And he know? decided to be a police officer that night and uh, got outmanned by four uh, Coast Guard guys and then ended up shooting one of them. And he got off on it completely. It, it's, uh, it's pretty funny that he got off, but he doesn't want to give you, you know, folks like you a chance to get off on this where it's completely BS, where the DA wants it off. Grant, are you still there? Yeah, Mike, and I just wanted to say that uh, I'm behind Rod on every single point that he made, and I think that if given the chance, well, I hope, if given the chance, the Supreme Judicial Court will correct this injustice, and these charges against all of the protesters and Rod will be dropped. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It has been brought to the SJC uh, officially and unofficially. There are forms you can file as a citizen of the state on their website to file complaints against judges. You should go do that. You can do that, definitely. I've seen it, and uh, there looks like the... Uh, uh, I'd also like to point out while we're uh, doing uh, case law, there's uh, I actually my lawyer wrote up uh, a new motion after all of this had happened uh, because part of the thing was that I, I found out after the fact, or, or perhaps I just didn't understand what was happening when I couldn't hear anything in the darn, you like that word, in the darn courtroom, <laughs> And uh, so uh, the part of the conditions yeah, I do was like that darn. Yeah, that F I is fine, too. It's just sure. I don't know why they okay, there's yeah. only like three or four swear words that they uh, kill you on. I don't know okay. what it is, but you know. the damn courtroom. So yeah, but uh, one know. of them was one of my favorite ones. F the police. Okay. Right. Mm. right. I mean, didn't they have a song sure. about that? It's like file transport we said that protocol. On literally yeah. every episode. <laughs> go of ahead. I, show. I'm cutting you. We're getting all going to censorship again. Yeah. Uh, cutting <laughs> you off your story. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, so uh, anyhow, one of the cases that we cited, we did not kind of. They did an emergency appeal, uh, uh, the, the DA, we did an emergency motion basically to revoke my bail uh, or to revise it. So uh, you could travel? So, uh, no, well, 
I, I didn't think that they, they would do it, but I wanted to be able to go to the protest that was yesterday. Right. And so I also wanted to be morally consistent. And it seemed as though that I had made two different promises, uh, which were at that time conflicting. One was a promise to be there every day to be a part of this, uh, at least every day where something was going on. And then evidently the judge was saying that I couldn't be there. So I, I went to turn myself in effectively on Friday uh, saying, you know, revoke this. And a, so I, I, I ended up getting there kind of close to closing time, but uh, five, ten minutes before. And the woman at the desk basically said, well, no, you can't, you can't file this. Your lawyer has to file this. And I'm like, that's funny, because the whole reason that I have charges against this particular charge is because the judge arrested me because it wasn't good enough that my lawyer was in the courtroom representing me. So now... So First time you said, Laura, you can't represent me. Now you're saying, lawyer has to represent me. Well, now, what is the catch-22 uh, you know, mental shenanigan gymnastics that you're doing to get through this? Then this guy, Dan Hogan, uh, who I guess is one of the representatives there, uh, tells me, you just got to go, man. But so uh, what we cited Representative was, of the court. We, we cited uh, a Commonwealth, uh, Pike versus Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and also uh, there was... I think Goldman versus a uh, U.S. Secretary of State. There's, but there, there's been a number of similar cases. So we're, that was a long way of saying we're on it with the case right. law. You can see up on my Facebook, uh, we've got the, 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 the whole motion uh, where we're touching on all these points, the 5th, the 14th, and the 8th Amendments. Where, where is this lawyer? Is it National uh, Guild of Lawyers coming from? The, well, that, yeah, that's where I met him, and he was initially just going to be my lawyer for day one. Uh, but when it became clear that they were focusing their ire upon me and I was arrested the second time he says no nah, I'm, I'm your guy we'll take this to the mat and so cool. he's, he's he's been there Chris and Basso. now we want also want to mention that this I think a lot of people are aware of this but in case people aren't this judge also had a lawyer arrested That's uh, right. for simply reading Susan the law Church. in court yeah, she was Susan trying to B. read Church. the law in court <laughs> and defend her uh, her you know yeah. defendant and uh, he decided to throw in, in jail and arrest her and I guess she's going to have a criminal record now, too. But those lawyers, that group of lawyers, are now, we, we already know, we confirmed, I confirmed it right away with them that they were looking at something. But uh, now we know they're actually com doing a complaint against the judge. Yes, they're the complaint with the complaint. SJC has already actually been filed. So, uh, and uh, this is the, uh, just, just so everyone knows, it's the NLG. Uh, they can be found at nlgmass.org. Yes. And so, they need donations. Yes. <laughs> They're awesome. So I, I want to um, also mention uh, what we kind of where we, I started earlier. Um, there is some criticism of all this in, in some respect, and there's a little bit of rift. And, and I want to acknowledge it because I love, you know, those folks is uh, people in Boston, uh, especially people of color, uh, black people, community leaders. A lot of them feel like there's a lot of attention on this in this courtroom, Boston Municipal Court. But for decades, they've been going in there. Seeing this happen to their friends and their family and their loved ones. They've seen people get murdered and shot. And, and we're talking about this kind of lesser violence. And it's mostly white folks. Let's, you know, be conscious of that. And a lot of them kind of did feel shut out of this. You know, they, they support LGBTQ. They've done, a, like, they were part of the, a lot of the protests that you talked about, the free speech. They were the ones that brought a lot of people from Roxbury down. And they did have their own little uh, rally at uh, this last event. But it seems like there's some friction between them and some of the other participants, which you guys don't represent. You guys are kind of the independent in the media. I know that. But uh, I just wonder if you wanted to comment on that. Because I, well, like, I feel like this is my rally call. When, when Monica, 
brings mm-hmm. it up, when Jamal brings it up, when uh, my friend uh, uh, Notorious Vogue brings it up, when uh, Reese brings it up. These folks, I, I see them on social media and Twitter and Facebook, and I read what they write, and I say, you know what, they're right. And number two, I say, I got to do more, too, and I, I'm working on this story. That's one thing I'm going to do, and I, and I think they're absolutely right, and I think it's up to us. If you care about what's going on in uh, Boston Municipal Court for this, we should look back and look forward and continue to focus on this and support some of the groups we're talking about, the L- NLG, uh, the Court Watch Group, because they're actually reporting on what's happening every day. That's how I'm able to go back on the records and see a lot of this for the story I'm writing. Uh, so I want you guys to comment on that as I'd well. be the first to offer my megaphone or whatever I have to Monica Cannon right. or Tito Absolutely. Jackson. Uh, what happens in the black community is actually absolutely abhorrent. Even when I was in the jail cell in the downtown, uh, when we're in a room about, uh, there are smaller jail cells, and then they've got kind of what's the community jail cell. Uh, by my count on that, when I was in there on the second arrest, it was, well, it was anywhere between eight and 12 black guys, and at tops, four white guys in, in, at any given time. And also, by my count, uh, it was 13 uh, rotten, half-drunk things of, milk and and just bologna sandwiches the conditions were i i say that because the conditions there were awful and it was predominantly uh black folks down i mean that's that's a a side note from uh what i'm saying but absolutely black lives matter uh they're doing pre-crime uh you know basically uh using facebook and other social media means in order to track down uh what they think will be crime and it ends up just being black neighborhoods uh so absolutely i'd be the first to give my megaphone or whatever podium i had uh, to get those issues out there, and I'm sure. Uh, both yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to make a, a few points here. Uh, first up, if you uh, look at the media, they're, they're all, like the Boston.com, the Globe, the Herald. They only care about one thing, and that's the advertising dollar paying the bill. Right. So the hot button issue is going to drive in those page views mm-hmm. for them. It's going to drive in the video views for them. Right now, the alt right, all of these events they're doing is a hot button issue that gets page views. They're a bunch of white guys. So right. that's going to lead to this. So what you need is more independent media and journalists actually covering the real news. Here in Boston, we have Binge, the Boston Institute for Nonprofit Journalism. And they do a really good job of getting to these types of stories and putting real resources behind them by gathering the donations it takes or you know, the grants or anything else to actually cover this type of stuff. So if you want to make sure the real media ends up printing this type of coverage, you need to support people like Binge because they put in the effort to get the research done to do the right articles. I love Binge. I would also mm. recommend supporting Monica Cannon Grant. Yeah. Too. Oh, uh, of course, of course. Activist Hour is a great show, too. Uh, I, I, like, I'm ready to ask Murphy on the, on the show, like, when's Activist Hour coming back? Cause, like, yeah, all I'm saying there is did, when we, you want the media yeah. to actually cover it, you've yeah. got to get with uh, journalists who are willing to cover it and that's who are right. trying to cover it. And right here locally, that's Binge. Yep. And we have yeah. a new studio here, too. And, uh, like, I, I haven't talked to Murphy at all about what's going on with Activist Hour. But, you know, I've been saying, well, when are you getting them back? Because we're in a new studio. Young Jerks are here now. And uh, that show as well, I learned a lot and get a lot from it. And there are other places, too, that we're probably not going to mention. But I love Boston Institute Nonprofit Journalism as well. i got to mention that they have funded some of my work in the past. So I always have to make that, uh, <laughs> make sure that all my alliances I'd like are to uh, send another, another little piece out there, too, before we leave this, this part. And that is that yesterday the event was thrown by the, uh, what looks like relatively new, Boston Anti-Nazi Network. Right. It's a new Facebook page that uh, organized this event and said they'll be organizing more. Um, the megaphone for a good 80% of the day was in the hands of people of color uh, right. for 
a lot of the rest of it, it was in the hands of the LGBT and community women, and women and, and, and mostly gays. women. And yep. yeah, and it was uh, it was it was a really good mix. It but, was. Um, what, what I thought was really cool about the event is, you know, a good fourth of the chance where Black Lives Matter. Right. And you're talking about yesterday. Yesterday there was another rally to basically call out Mayor Walsh, call out the police violence. And there were, I would say, almost a couple hundred people there. It got pretty it's a good amount of people. Uh, a turnout and uh, you know basically what you're looking at is what Greg's is discussing right there that was the, the speakers I watched some of it and the chants a lot of black that, those were the loudest chants black lives they, matter they were yeah. and, and I was really glad to see like both communities trying hard to work together there because we have to you were right about especially the coverage especially the coverage of the court yeah. stuff um, it's and just that's why I want to shout out again too is court watch MA yes. at court watch MA if you want to really support like Join, they, they have an event coming up in Beverly uh, on the North Shore because this is also happening in Lynn and Salem. Um, and, but this and is when they areas. start in Essex, right? Yeah, because, you know, I know it's been happening in Boston Municipal Court and they have coverage there and they're basically reporting. You're, you're able to see uh, through Court Watch a lot of times. They have examples of what's happening. Like a woman, a white woman from out of town, like Quincy or something, gets in a drunk driving accident in Boston, wreaks all kinds of havoc, doesn't stop, does all the wrong things. You know, not just drunk driving, but does all the wrong things after. She walks into court and they, they treat her like a nice white lady. Slap and send on the her wrist. Home. You get to keep your license. Pretty much. Pretty. I mean, Take I'm not gonna. We're not gonna quote all the specifics. Sure. But, but they treat her very preferential. Of course. And a black guy has an issue. Where he a didn't hurt issue. anyone. Yeah. Where he didn't hurt anyone. His headlights. And out. in some cases, like they're showing examples of where, the homeless person or the black person did the right thing. They turned in a wallet. Like they 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 got a uh, a wallet from someone who was stealing it and turned it in, <laughs> and then the cops decided to charge him with something else. Yeah, like this is the stuff that goes on in that court every single day. So, so what, what court watches courtwatch.ma. What they're actually also asking for is more volunteers because they need more people in the courtrooms. What yeah. they want people to be sitting there watching is the disparity between what the average uh, person of color. Or even, you know, any other type of or minority designation. Or doesn't have uh, money. Yeah, like very or poor or, or, you know, very openly queer or any of the other things that really the court might uh, discriminate against. They want you watching that and then watching, hopefully, the same day to see, you know, someone. Who's uh, privileged. Uh, who has privileged, billionaire. Rich, Bob Crap uh, walks in. You know, yeah. upstanding white male, that kind yeah. of a. And see the disparity, the difference in what they're actually getting charged with, what their fines are, what their court times are. Because it's real, and so definitely, if you have any time and uh, any inclination to go sit in courtrooms, they need volunteers. And, and we, there, there's definitely some uh, dead naming going on there. Uh, which, listen, they they were throwing out my full name, Roderick. I don't mind that or whatever, but I know when they do it, it's a sign of disrespect. Uh, because I know I go by Rod. You know, if, either way. So my issue, it's a very small compared to someone who's being dead named. Um, so if I'm a little bit irritated by it, imagine how it is. Uh, when you know the court is doing the ultimate disrespect, and they can't just call you by the name you want to be called. So a lot uh, of cases of that have been uh, uh, unre revealed too by uh, Court Watch MA. So uh, Court Watch MA, and again, uh, what Greg said is they're doing some trainings coming up in Beverly, Massachusetts. I think next week uh, for Essex County because this stuff's going on in all across the state, especially in uh, communities with poor people, with people of color with black people especially. I mean, this happens every single day. And uh, they want to get some folks doing the same thing in Lynn and in Salem and some of these, uh, Lawrence, some of these other courthouses where we know bad stuff's happening. And it's getting worse. It's always been bad, but I think it's getting worse because what we're seeing, 
is Charlie Baker has put in a lot of law enforcement judges. They're all law enforcement judges, and they're as shady as this uh, Judge Senate has been. Like, there's a lot of them. It's not just him, not just one. And uh, we have to start exposing this. And uh, I'm, I'm reaching out to uh, Governor Council. I don't yes, know. I was actually just literally about to yeah. tell everyone what that is. Yeah, Do you why, mind if why, I read yeah, their description? Because I want to mention I, I'm in contact with. The, what's on my screen. I'm in contact with a Governor Council uh, member named Terrence Kennedy right now. I'm going to be speaking okay. to him later this weekend. Or um, well, you, you should you should look him up online and look what he got away with and still kept his seat. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. I, yeah. but we don't want to uh, bash him before I get a chance to talk. Of course, about right. Uh, <laughs> so, so the Massachusetts Governor's Council. Uh, I brought up the the description of them here because it's long, and I want to make sure I get it exactly right. This is something that a lot of people don't know about, and no one even knows that it's a, an elected office. And it's wicked, wicked important. It's like we finally figured years. out DAs are important. Like we it's weird. Finally, people realize that right. these DA contests are really important. Rachel Wallens win. Yes. This is the next frontier. So here's these contests. No one ever knows about. No one has ever cared about. Now we actually have to focus so governors' council. So here's what they are. It says the Massachusetts Governors' Council, also known as the Executive Council is composed of eight individuals who are elected from districts and the lieutenant governor who serves ex uh, officio, which is, uh, there's, so there's nine people. The eight counselors are elected from their respective districts every two years. The council meets weekly to record advice and consent on warrants for the state treasury, pardons, commutations, and recording advice and consent for gubernatorial appointments such as judges, clerk magistrates, public administrators, members of the parole board, appellate tax board, industrial uh, accident board, industrial accident reviewing board, notaries, and justices of the peace. Members of the public are welcome at these hearings. They happen on Beacon Hill. They happen uh, usually about every week, uh, sometimes every other week on their own website for the Massachusetts Governor's Council. You can go there and see when the next one is. It is the 11th. They will be uh, actually talking about and uh, deciding on their advice and consent, which means telling the governor yes or no. Who's going to run? Who's going to run for these uh, seats? Because so, I so want to. I'm thinking about running. So myself. this gets crazy. You should. Uh, you should. So, so this gets really crazy because the the council itself. Uh, I, I did some research on thanks to my wife who brought this all to my attention. Uh, when you get elected into it, since no one's ever heard of this thing. The actual act of coming up as a, a new person trying to run for office is a lot of groundwork, a lot of setting up infrastructure, a lot of getting locals on the ground in, in your area to actually canvas, to tell people about you, to phone bank. Well, these seats have such large districts that it's like running for like uh, one of the Senate seats here. Seat. So uh, the, the seat that's been held the longest is a seat that's been held for 28 years because literally no one can run against this person. The district is all the way from Stowe to Shirley to Boston Back Bay. It's that gigantic uh, that you would have to cover if you want to set up new infrastructure well, you know, to try and run against them. One thing we should be them. asking is uh, we should be asking our state senators, our state reps, uh, Jamie Eldridge, like, right. let's put term limits on those folks. They, they end up unaccountable Let's do term limits on governor's council. Governor's council, if we're not having uh, challenging, like... Pretty much every time I see governor's council, there's one name on the ballot. Yeah, and when... So uh, if they're not being challenged year after year it? after year... Is that it? Yeah, his <laughs> name's not on the ballot. Right he didn't put that name on the ballot. <laughs> but but, but, but I, I think we need challengers. Because and the only way we're going to get challenges is open seats, and we need to term limit them. Because their districts are so large, the interesting thing that has happened, and this is another piece of research I put in, 
is that you, you go and you look at the times when they were actually challenged, all appear after, again, something like this, where people start looking at where can we get change, and a news article comes out about them, and then people decide to run. Every one of those times, two or three people go against the incumbent for the same seat, and they dilute the, the field vote. entirely, and they split the vote, and the incumbent wins easily. Sure. And they all get thousands of votes, but they get nowhere near the, I think, 190,000 votes it usually takes to take one of these seats. So it's, it's a huge seat to win, and it's really hard to beat the incumbent and really expensive to run and against. it's almost all white guys, let's be serious. And a lot of them are yeah. law enforcement and... I bet a lot of it's like, you know, the guy that wants to retire just tags the next guy to run and just so tells all those people to vote for And him, again, you know? to repeat <laughs> why this is so important, because this is the key. These people decide which judges that are nominated by the governor actually get through. They decided that Captain, uh, that, I'm sorry, that they decided that Judge Senate would be a good attorney. I mean, a good, <laughs> a good uh, judge. Also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Rachel Rollins, the DA, that's an elected position. And part of why she got in is she campaigned that she wouldn't prosecute prosecute small right. things like what most of us were charged with which was disorderly person and resisting arrest and that's why they've gone to the no prosecco and yep. uh, uh nole prosecco uh and then we can see because that was brought forward uh, that the judge in response was basically saying the victim's bill of rights now if, if if you don't mind me pulling that one up while greg's reading some of the rules here basically w what they're saying is that the cops <laughs> and super happy fun America slash straight pride are the victims of our free speech. Now, isn't that some irony from a group that used to call themselves Boston Free Speech? But basically, this is the Massachusetts Victim Bill of Rights provides the following rights and crimes. Um, da -da 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 -da. So uh, you guys didn't impact their free speech, though. They got to have their rally. Nothing was impacted. Yeah. That's I'm sure BS. if you were standing right next to the stage, you could hear them. Yeah. And whose fault? I mean, that's. So, so it provides rights and services to crime victims and survivors in order to ensure a meaningful role for them in the criminal justice system. While the Bill of Rights applies to all crimes, victims and survivors of violent crimes are given priority status for services. Uh, the rights to be informed about victim rights and services in the criminal justice system. So I won't bore you with the whole thing, but uh, according to my lawyer, uh, who was in communication with uh, the DA on this, this is basically what the judge is bringing forward, is that the victims needed to be notified of a change in the case before you could use a nole prosecco, a nole pros. And now, when is this ever usually used in most cases? Never. Like, never when is never. this? Never, ever, ever. The Victim's Bill of Rights, though. I mean, it, it, this oh, is not well, usually well, for well, cases in, like, like... all of them. Well, no, that's yeah. if there's well, a victim. Right, but like... That it's usually, it's uh, usually for you know, domestic, domestic violence. Domestic, yeah, rapes, you know, yeah. like actual, right. like... Uh, actual victim. But, but yeah. for yeah. something like this, never, ever, ever. Right, exactly. Not, but also... They're doing everything they can to... But also something like this, never, ever, ever, because the judge doesn't have the right to stop yeah, right. the DA from actually null-processing this. Right, right. This whole thing's so, You know, the whole thing, too, just shows the power of the police. So the police, uh, unions, the, the police run the courts, they run the... They've run the prosecutors. Now it's changing because we got Rachel Rollins and we have even Miriam Ryan to some reason. Yeah, I know, 50-50, but you know what I'm saying, a little bit better. Uh, it, she's, she's better than O'Keefe <laughs> down in Cape Cod. Yeah. But, you know, like so long these DAs have been awful, and now we have a chance there. But 
this, this the cops basically run the state. Now I'm realizing they the really governor's have. Governor's council will give a lot of power if people use it. Again, think we about. We got to take the power back. Yeah, think think about uh, the poor. Think about people of color. Think about you know all the dispossessed kind of you know minority groups there, uh, and some of them actually majority at this point in the state. You know, you think about all of them and what the major complaints are about what happens to them, such as longer prison sentences. I mean, e even one of the big complaints is when it comes to parole, way more white people get paroled right. than black people get paroled. Well, the governor's council actually gets to help decide on those paroles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on, and the, on and they have on the parole board. And they have put law enforcement recently on that pro parole board. Yes. So they even some of the ones on who have mentioned, like even some of the commissioners, like Terrence Kennedy, has mentioned some of the issues we're bringing up. He has been quoted. But then when it came time to stop a law enforcement person from being on the parole board, you voted for it. So yep. we're going to be looking at all this stuff. I think that uh, and that's what I was referring we to. need Look to encourage some campaigns. Some if anyone speech. is running and challenging on, this, on these issues, if anyone of color especially, we want to get behind you. That's right. And we want to get the whole community behind you. So well, there's I, a lot I of people I've been does. talking to about city council, about other board positions they could run for, and I'm realizing that you know that's that's not the right position. Governor's but, council is But huge. our side doesn't have, I think, the resources in place to run uh, a campaign of that size. Is is why they have multiple 20 plus year incumbents. Right. Uh, so it's going to take a lot of people coming together if we want to try and get any of those seats and do any sort of activism from that room. So. The next best thing is they are open to the public and you can speak to them during their uh, decision-making process. And you can cover it, too. Yeah, you can He's cover it. Journalists. You can report on it. We People need to don't. start actually setting some reporters out there, too, like yeah. uh, court watch masters and the so, courts. Maybe we should do a governor council watch. And when it comes to judges, it's all the way from the juvenile courts all the way up to the highest appellate court right. in the state. They get, uh, they get given their permission to become a judge by this council. Uh, the next one on the 11th is a juvenile court judge. Um, who will be presiding over uh, multiple uh, neighborhoods that uh, we care about here. Um, the uh, Roxbury those, when, area, when are those the Mattapan area. Tell me when those hearings are again. So the that hearing is the 11th. Uh, normally they are every other Wednesday at noon, I believe, but their website tells you exactly So they when. don't do them at night. I thought they did them at night. No, so. they, they do them when it's least convenient for anyone in the public who <laughs> could possibly do anything about it to actually show up. Uh, they are on Beacon Hill. Uh, they're pretty easy to get to if you can get there. Uh, but on their website, they list off exactly where and when they are. Uh, so the next one's on the 11th, and that is for a juvenile court judge uh, that I would recommend anyone who wants to go, you know, look you this person up, find out, you know, what they've done in their career and decide whether you like them or not. For all we know, you know, this judge is actually a good one, and they're about to deny him. So go there and support the judge. Yeah. Or maybe this is a bad person. Yeah. So right. Go there informed. Don't just go there to complain. And, and you know what, too, is if you start, uh, I've got to tell you, like court watch, I keep mentioning them at court they've watch. They've been great. Yeah. They, yeah, they're amazing. And I want to mention they us showed too. showed up yesterday and, and told everyone about, you know, at the protest. That's right. And I want to mention at the Young Jerks. We're also on Twitter. We got a lot more Twitter uh, followers over the last couple of weeks too because we've been reporting a lot of news there as well. But at courtwatch.ma, I think it's worth following because they break this news. They, they show you this like information. Like from the courtroom. Yeah. And if you want a following, if you're someone out there on Twitter locally, easy way to get a little following is to go to these governor council hearings. And stop posting <laughs> what's going start, on start there. Start being the person that people we need. want to know. People want to know. I, you say nah, we're on. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I'm, just I, I'm disagreeing. That should, should be your motivation. There is a motivation. Dirt. There is a dirt. Right, oh, right. should be oh, your motivation. Should be why you got. Yeah, but you know what? Followers on Twitter shouldn't be the motivation. Yeah, um, yeah. You know you what know. though? It is the motivation for a lot of people. I hate to tell you, and they're looking for something that has like when when you know what? I say followers in a lot of respects too, and and even interest. 
when you're a journalist or a reporter, that kind of keeps you going. Like, if no one's reading your shit, why are you writing it? It gets tiresome if no one's paying attention. Like, seriously, because, right. like, half the time I write because I want it to have an effect on the world. And, and if, like, I write six stories, right? And one has a major effect on the world and the other four or five don't. And the other four or five a certain way. I say, hey, what am I doing on that one that make you know what I'm saying? So it's about value. It's about your time and being valued, not wasting your friggin' time. I think that so many people waste their time. I see in activism on shit that doesn't matter, that nobody gives a shit about, about stupid, trivial shit. Some and of the shit that nobody cares about is the governor's council. Right. Though. Like, yeah, I never even knew what that was. To, yeah. Yeah. See, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I disagree. I think there. this is the most important shit. Like, it I is. would be reading every you single know about interest. It, even she yeah, but I think what yeah. people know, that's the thing. Like, it's like the court watch thing. Most people are like, why would I want to care about what's going on in court? Once you actually see it. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, wow, because there's a story there. Right. And that's what I think this is, is like people react to good content. Like, they really do. No, they, no, no, they react to bad content. It's sometimes. about if it, if it bleeds, it leads. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the sensational thing... We're not thing talking about that, Rod. We're not... Ta- the, excuse me. Uh, no, excuse me. I, I know that people want to, to look at that, but none of us are doing that. And we'll never uh, do I'm that. I'm not suggesting like, I've made, you're doing no, that. I know. I know you're not. But I want people to, like, have honest conversations when they want to do the right thing. I don't give a shit about the idiots who are doing... You know what I mean? Like, this show is about... The, the people who are... Sure, but are, like your uh, Stephen Crowders of the world... and He's not listening to the show. <laughs> our, audience is, our audience hates him. So sure, let's but, talk, but they about, get, but they get let's their, talk about what we can do. Sure, what, what our audience so can I do have a question about Go these ahead. governor's councils. Is that... So would you get a chance to speak <laughs> at them? As well? Uh, like, is it some sort of hearing? Is it something that a public can go and, like, make a statement the way... So their website says the public is welcome to speak, but it doesn't say how. So I don't okay. know if it's, you know, you just uh, interrupt them while talking because it's a small room right, or whether right. there's a mic waiting and afterward they line people up. I haven't actually gone yet. This is relatively new information yeah, to Yeah, like me, I'm curious. If literally, as soon as I started studying it, you know, only a few days ago, I was like, wow, uh, everyone needs to know about this. Yeah, because that could be very effective. They have to give people speaking time and then people like filibuster a judge. That's right. By just yeah. pouring in, pouring in. be good in, content, be too. Yeah. And the other thing, too, I want to make sure that <laughs> people start thinking about more and more. No, now you're just jabbing at Rod <laughs> with that one. What, me? No, no, no. I'm making a point. And because Rod does this. Rod, Rod has filled a void. Like... This is what we <laughs> do here. We have filled the void. Not mine. There is a huge <laughs> local void for local Nothing news. Nothing wrong with that, Greg. L- there is <laughs> a huge void for local news. Every newspaper is getting cut. Yeah. Like, who's big? Universal Hub, have you seen them? Yeah. What does he do? Post local news. Like, That's it. this is what yeah. people want. Well, this yeah. is This is how you get people, you know... If it's another reason I brought a binge. There's a reason. They've there's got a, a toolkit, so you can start this up in every city. And anybody can do it. A Any binge person. toolbox. Like, like, a lot of idiots out there on Twitter, they're just typing away about Tom Brady, uh, about Trump. Hey, do not, okay. Go in your backyard and report some news. Even it's like a there. Down, even like it's a there. down tree in your backyard or something. Even a down tree blocking traffic. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's and useful. I'm not knocking Rod because Rod has been doing that freaking same thing. You've been doing I, that, Greg. Lauren does it too. I mean, we all do it here. Well, I, I've actually been in the courtroom with uh, Trump's lawyers for you know four years now since 2015. By the way, uh, so the law isn't the law. The law is how judges rule on the law. So it's not just being in there for uh, that court watch is. Uh, I, th- I think that's very important, uh, you know, to be in there and make sure that things are going the way that they should go. Uh, but also when it comes to civil cases, this is part of yes. what determines uh, what laws are going forward because it's a jurisprudence. It's case law. 
how things are ruled upon. Well, then we get to cite uh, Pike versus Commonwealth, which is what uh, me and my lawyer, well, it was really more my lawyer on that one, but I came up with a bunch of things for him too. Uh, the point being is uh, I, 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 I've been there and I've made a point to, to sue when I think that it will be helpful towards people going forward. Um, in, in, in the case of my Trump lawsuit, it was his goons throwing me over a table at a non-Trump rally. Uh, so uh, all the things that are wrapped into that. And, and mind you, the various factions, the Manchester police, uh, the event there, they've got something in the neighborhood of 15 lawyers working against little old me. I'm doing it pro se. I don't have a lawyer on that case. It's been going since 2015 from February to to August, I was going balls to the wall, just me, every day, crazy amounts of legalese that I had to study and put out there. And I've created a bit of, I don't want to say an anarchist library, but a library of all the things that protesters would need if they had to go against Trump. That's uh, up on my website. But, but the point being is that we've got respondeat superior, meaning that if a security guy throws you over a table like they did with me, uh, you respond to the superior. That means Donald Trump is is legally liable for what is done there now if they work with a police officer they're working under color of law that's the civil rights act of 1871 aka the kkk act uh so that's 42 usc 1983 and all of this thing all of these things are out there and they're available uh which but you have to what most of the lawyers have is uh, something called westlaw or lexus nexus and these are massive law libraries that the most people don't uh, have a way to. Uh, there are workarounds for this, uh, which I guess I can talk. If you send me a private message, I'll tell you how to do that. Um, if you have you know, lawyer friends, Craig from Anonymous, he's <laughs> uh, you know probably he knows a thing or two I, about I've had these things. To those for a little while. Yeah. yeah. So fun databases. Yeah, but, but but these are the things that you need uh, when you're thrown under the bus and you don't have a lawyer who can represent you. There is way. There are ways to do it, um, and I would suggest that everyone does. I'd suggest no one uh, take a plea when you didn't do it. Absolutely. Like, unless you really, I mean, uh, if, if you, you got to well, do what you got to do. If you've got a job, you've got to do what you got to do. But, I understand but that. But hold out, because usually in it this turns case, out better. definitely uh, don't. But let's, let's just wrap this up, because yeah. we're just about out of time here. Uh, we'll give our phone number out again. It's uh, 617-702-2542 if anyone wants to call in. If you have any comments about last week's police riot on Saturday, um, I also want to mention uh, some of our friends. We gave out uh, some tickets. Scott and Lara uh, both are at the Higher Learning Festival. I hope they're having a good time uh, on us. We gave them some tickets. It uh, should be a good time this weekend. I hope uh, they let us know how, how good of a time it was and how we're missing out doing a show here in Somerville. But we, we got a good show. We're having fun, too. Uh, I guess I want to just leave, like, where does this go from here? I uh, have a question go for ahead, Greg, you go. actually, go. Um, and, and Rod, too. But uh, just the fact that, you know, we've gone to so many protests over the years in Boston. What did you did you feel this was vastly different? It was. Like, it was vastly different. You know, at, at a lot of the others, the, the cops have done this tactic where they try and push you back, but they don't just outright start the violence. They, right. They try and convince you to start the violence. So right. they... They will provoke you into doing something that they can say was violence when it really wasn't, but they, they, they had that tactic for so long. This time, they literally just outright started the violence. And, I mean, they've, they've done that in all the communities we talked about earlier right. for, you know, decades, but, you know, longer than that. But, 
you know, at a protest event, their, their MO was really, how could they convince you to do some kind of an act against them, even if it was just getting closer to them and yelling? Like, what could they do to get you to be the quote-unquote violent one? And at this one, they really just started the shit. So, so I should say that's been the tactic of these people from Resist Marxism slash Super Happy. And you can go back to that HuffPo right. uh, yeah. chat leak that basically says, uh, well, it's, it's, it's audio recording of Base Stickman and the various people that are involved in these factions who say the objective is to get the lefties doing the violence. So if they knock off your MAGA hat, if they shoot silly string, if they push you, if a breeze comes they by, use that to inflict maximum damage on the left before the police have to come over. So now the police are working in tandem to do that, which is going back to that KKK Act is called working under color of law. Uh, however, I would also add that I saw what was going on between Samson and Hugo and all the other factions that they were saying, we don't like that, uh, that uh, the cops stood down in Charlottesville and Providence. Providence, the big uh, rally in October. Greg was there right in the thick of it. He was closer than me. Uh, the first punch that was thrown by Tiny, Tiny Toeisi uh, uh, yeah. was thrown uh, while I was literally chest to chest with him. And luckily, it hit the guy beside me and only ricocheted to me because he's big enough that he would have just like he's knocked six me five. out. He's like that. Like, like I mean, uh, look at this. He, he, he's like mm -hmm. a linebacker. Uh, he would have like possibly like sent me to the hospital with a good punch. I don't know if he travel punch. here anymore. Uh, and to be fair, Tiny, well, I don't, well, I don't know who threw which th punch, but because of that, riot there our good friend jen she got way messed up uh, oh, she yeah. was bleeding had a bandage around her head uh that thing was uh, violent incarnate and so it's not just the the incitements to violence but the actual violence which should have made mayor wall say hey we're not going to have this thing samson Rachapi is, is printing blueprints for homemade machine guns and having rallies for this incitement to violence actual violence plans for future violence which involves homemade machine guns pipe bombs anything in the anarchist cookbook or the uh, which they've also posted the actual which, which, actually yes the, that too and how to stage an insurrection among other things like charlotte's web that they used to try to bring this is again their weird thing to bring down the tone oh we're also putting out children's book i mean the but i the, it's just the this dual nature of the peppy the frog era which is which has turned a, a, a whole kind of mind fuck on on the soccer moms and and middle america and kind of like moderate people that see this they say that's not white supremacists they got black people there oh it's not anti-gay they got milo he's gay what it is is ultra nationalism so uh, it's very confusing to people when everyone says nazi 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 and it's not that i agree uh, disagree with you using that term i just think it's it's difficult to con to convince the the regular public when they see my mom's uh, never going to understand she'll that. never understand right. she'll just let me, never let me, understand. let me ask you one more question because I think this is an important uh, distinction, too, because I've seen you speak a lot on it. And I'll ask you all. Um, these right-wing trolls have basically said they're trying to bait people to assault them, and that's what they want. Um, you've said no violence, right? You're anti-violence. You say no Absolutely. I say, so the libertarians have something called the non-aggression principle, which says that you can't hurt anyone. This is why libertarians are non-interventionalist for the most part when you're talking about global politics. But even interpersonal politics, it would say that I, I, I never start the violence. They have a lot of machine guns, but they would never never be the first to do it. I say that doesn't go far enough, especially at these things. And I've right. said this to these people over and over again. Just because someone punches you at one of these things, don't punch him back. I say be the be like know, Gandhi. Be the bigger yeah. Be like be be whatever. Just don't punch him back because it's just going to raise the level of things here, and that's exactly what they want. I say be the tough guy if you're going to be the yeah. tough guy. Like I would they take talk a hit about, and be like, take the hit. I would take the just hit. And be take like, the hit. Is that the best you got? 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. You should see if I really hit you, dude. But they talk about rugged individuals. And, I was like, and, I, and this is not just a libertarian thing, I, I want to say, because there's, there's good left libertarians. Vermin Supreme is, is running as a libertarian. Uh, but I'm, I'm just talking about those people that say, well, if someone punches at you, man, you've got to hit them back. It's Republican, Democrat, whatever. I, you know, I'm not for Clinton or Trump nor any of these people. I'm, I'm for just keeping a level head. And if someone punches you, just take it. You know, we I don't need more of this. Extremely yeah, hard. Throw it's punches extremely at me hard. And uh, I move away. Like, I'm not trying to fight back. I think that's a, a really right. dumb thing. I agree with you, Rod. You guys well, I, I, I would want to throw out there that, you know, we've mentioned multiple times here about all the things the right-wingers say, all the things the alt-rights say. And uh, where we get all of that is they continue to be dumb enough to allow people into their chat servers where they are privately talking, uh, so they think, and uh, saying things like, we all know who we are, we all know, you know, that we're really white nationalists, but how do we hide it in public? And uh, there, there's multiple chat logs from even the people who now were resist Marxism, were Boston Free uh, speech, where they said, you know, very similar things. And we can and see who some of these people are, too. I mean, we haven't even talked about some of the other local ones. Unicorn Riot. Yeah. Unicorn Riot is where you go to find all those logs. Exactly. And the people leaking them, reporting on them, pulling out the and best pieces of them. And you also find Anti-Fash Gordon there. Uh, yeah, and Anti-Fash Gordon and all the others. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a bunch of people out Gwen there. Gwen is uncivil. Yep. Yes. So there's a lot of people exposing them for who they really are. So Thank if you, you want to read it, go to Unicorn Riot because they're all on their website. That's right. I, I, would also I read those too, uh, at least some of them early on when they first got exposed by Unicorn Riot. And not to give myself too much of a pitch, <laughs> but I've, I've compiled all the video of the craziest things, such as, you know, Tiny Toesis talking about starting the anti-F-word movement, uh, these things with the, the manuals for machine guns and... Listen, I believe in the, uh, the free flow of information, but I've compiled it all in that documentary, which I released the day before the parade, uh, which has now gotten me banned from YouTube. My entire account has been taken down, but it's now been uploaded. Uh, on I couldn't get on my Vimeo because they have a limit there. So I put it on a friend's, but long story short, you can watch it on rodweber.com now, as of earlier today. I threw up the first part of my book from the last, but anyhow, there's, but there's the Standing Rock footi footage, um, I'm just trying to get it all out there because now no one can see what I've been working on for the past few years. And that's frustrating. doubly frustrating. Yeah. YouTube is like the public square. So even, even though it's up on my page now, I'd say I give you my blessing. Please upload it. Yeah, pirate it, upload it other places. Uh, because as Greg can say, because he's more the computer guy here, I can't. It's YouTube slash Google has some extra mind control thing. Uh, that's the wrong word. I'm kind of. <laughs> Being, uh, there's cookies and can you explain why it is that I can't upload stuff from any Google account? Greg understands. We don't, we don't need to get into that. Yeah. We just it know that it doesn't need to be super technical, yeah. but uh, his his computer is definitely identified it's by by uh, you know it's tagged in in one of the various ways. I, we, I believe he's Canvas identified at this point. Yeah. So we started off on uh, nonviolence, and uh, I want to finish off on that. Where where are you at on that, Greg Hausch? Uh, I am, uh, let, let's be openly public about this. I am pro-vigilante justice, and, so uh, and I, I think if they punch you, you punch back personally. Th this yep. is where me and Rod really differ right. on that. But you wouldn't punch first? Oh, never. Okay. You no. wouldn't punch a Nazi? You don't think that's <laughs> like... No, no, I, I will, not in front of a cop. I want them to start <laughs> it. I, I want to be able to claim defense. Uh, Lauren? 
You know where I stand on punching Nazis. Oh, you would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Hit them. Just make sure they do it first. I'm nonviolent. I'm, I'm unless, with Rod. Unless I'm with you can Rod. get away with it. I'm but, with Rod on this. But, but, but I, I would also take issue with some of the linguistics here. If you look at history, uh, the, the Dulles brothers were the ones that funded the actual Nazis, uh, which would kind of make the American government in league with them. They did Project Paperclip after they finished that up, and... and all the Nazis got filtered in the CIA and NASA. Well, so did Ford. Uh, so, but the point being is the people that are truly uh, behaving in a fascistic way are the police officers. That's true. They have been all along. So when you say punch a Nazi, like it's like you I'm like well-defined Nazi. <laughs> I'm not uh, right. And I, you know, I believe in diversity of tactics as well. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I might not agree with John Brown, but I love John Brown. You know, here's a place in history. And I, and I don't blame John when, Brown when either. That's a different thing. That is. When you when you're, you know, well, that's a t we're gonna go. <laughs> we can keep going. We could going use forever. a John Brown Gun Club uh, here in Boston. That'd be the nearest ones down in Rhode Island. Oh, really? We could use a smoke too to vote now. I could, anyways. I know <laughs> some of you don't, but I could. It's mm -hmm. getting warm in here too. Uh, we'll take a phone call if anyone else wants to call in before we leave. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. But we gotta go. I mean, there's a lot of comments here. I don't know if I want to read any of them. Um, but it's been a great show. I want to thank Greg Housh for being here. Absolutely. We Thanks can find you us. on Twitter at Greg Housh, two G's. Two G's, G-R-E-G-G-H-O-U-S-H. -G -G and Rod Weber at R-O-D Weber on Twitter. Two, two, two B's, B's like Andrew Lloyd Weber. Okay. And, and not like the grill. And RodWeber.com. Uh, yes, sir. And you're on Facebook as well? And yep. Uh, it's, it's just all my name. And Lauren, Lauren Fispiza on, on Twitter, you're oh. at Splendid Spoon. I'm Splendid yeah. Spoon. Oh. That's much easier to thing. spell. Yeah. Oh. I, and I got all my artwork, which has nothing to do with this, on Instagram. There you Ooh. go. There you go. They can look at that as well. Very and, and your movies, again, are at rodweber.com. Yeah, well, at this stage, two of them. I have a lot of work to get the other ones uploaded now. Awesome. Anything else you guys want to leave us with? I mean, if anyone out there actually has a friend who works at uh, YouTube, uh, help Rod out. Again, Rod's been banned. Uh, they're calling his content. What did they say? It was ridiculous. They called it well, fascism. They said it was hate speech. Yeah, yeah. Hate speech. it violated their hate speech. It's and it's not hate speech. Which, which would go to say, actually, that they've self-identified it uh, via their algorithms, which just detected those patterns. Because when I did an appeal, you would assume that a human was you reviewing it, it, but they did not. It just continued to call it hate speech. When I, uh, I think the second title card that I put at the beginning says, it shouldn't need to be stated, but this is explicitly against hate speech and violence. Uh, but sh it's full of all these awful things that they're saying. And yeah, uh, the algorithm says, yeah, this is, this is hate speech. It's really weird. The world that we live in now, all the things we have to worry about, our, our accounts getting deleted. and Yeah, you got I mean, censored. All, we're all worried about it yeah. all the time. And there's people complaining about your... I'm not anymore because it's done. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're the Young Jerks. Next week, we will be back uh, Sunday at 5 p.m.-ish. We're going to have a Boston City Council candidate here. So you know we're going to ask about what just happened last week. Guarantee you that. Uh, this is going to be an ongoing topic around here, definitely. Um, but we're also uh, focused on a lot more as well with the election, a lot of the issues that we've been talking about. Um, again, follow us on, on, on Twitter, obviously, but we're also on iTunes and all those places. Like, uh, what am I saying? Not like. Subscribe mm -hmm. to us and review us on iTunes. That's the biggest thing you can do. People have been giving us reviews. We've got a lot more listeners on iTunes. want to thank everyone for that as well. Rod, yeah, you got something? One quick point. So if you're on your YouTube on the app, you click your own your self icon, and that'll pull up a menu. You'll see help and feedback. You go to help and feedback and say, hey, what the hell happened to Rod's account? 
And at Rod Weber. So you just say, I want, I want slash Rod Weber's account back so they know who it is. Yeah, it's, it's three clicks. It takes less than 30 seconds. So tell YouTube, bring Rod Weber back, because his, his, his content is not uh, hate speech. It's exposing hate speech. Governor, and correct. And it's entertaining. Governor's Council is every two years. Next one is November 3rd, 2020. Wow. Who's running? If you're <laughs> running, give me a call. On the council, give me a call. And the incumbents will win until we have enough people uh, getting behind this. I might even run. Who knows? That's right. Please do. You should, All right, run, you let's should go. run for like the disaster committee or whatever that one was, like the random. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. This is the important one, the governor's council. Yeah. I think it's uh, big time, time challenge. Oh, yeah, Vermin Supreme. We got some stickers, too. If anyone wants yep. them, hit me up. I'll send you I up. I directed the 2016 film. Uh, we got a sales agent going out to the film market. Hopefully that'll be up on Netflix or some big time stuff, Mr. Vermin Supreme. All right, we're the Young Jerks. We'll see you later. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Rod. Thank you, Greg. And thank you to our callers. I don't even know if we got name. No, we got Grant Smith and an unidentified caller. I think that was it. But uh, good calls, both of them. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, unidentified caller. And uh, thank you, Grant. We're the Young Jerks. Uh, we'll see you next week, 5 p.m.-ish. Mike Crawford. Thanks, Murphy. Every day, their life's here to help you live a higher quality of life. The massive product selection at their Wareham dispensary features superior quality flour, vapes, edibles, and more all derived from locally sourced growers. Experience unparalleled customer service from experts whose knowledge will help you become smarter about your options. Located 10 minutes from the Bourne Bridge, make Verilife Wareham your last stop on the way to the Cape. Reserve an order through Leafly and you'll be on your way in no time. Open seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. The good vibes start at Verilife.